First question is, how do you feel about faith in sports? Well, for me, faith in sports is one of the same thing. Um, you know, a lot of times as athletes, you know this, we go through so much that, you know, you don't know what to believe. You don't know, you know, why certain things are happening to you. I know for me in college, part of my story was I told my ACL in 2009. But a lot of people forget about that. But before I was ever Heisman Trophy winner or, you know, big time quarterback, I was a freshman you know, freshman All-American, and then coming into sophomore, and I got hurt. Uh, and at the time, in 2009, ACL was like crazy. Like, you might be done, done. Um, and I sat there, and I questioned myself. I questioned God. Um, you know, my, I questioned my faith, honestly, in that moment, because when you feel like you're doing everything right, you know, you cold tubbing, you foam rolling, you drinking all the protein shakes, doing everything coach tell you to do, and then something bad happens to you, sometimes you don't, you don't understand why, but for me, faith in sports is why I am where I am today. It's why I got over that injury. It's why I got over other injuries in my career and was able to come back and play, uh, play at a high level. Um, because without that, you know, at the end of the day, you would be trying to swim upstream without a reasoning to why you're doing what you're doing. So for me, faith gives me that why of every single time I, I face an obstacle. I know why I'm facing that obstacle and who I'm doing it for. Respect. No, I feel that. Definitely. I definitely can agree with that. Dealing with all the injuries I done dealt with, man. Leaning on that faith is, it takes a lot. People think it's something easy to just say, I believe in God. And it's like, man, no, it, it takes that strength to be like, okay, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a take all this pressure off of me and just have faith in God and know he's going to burn me through. So I feel that. Right. Um, now, this is a good one right here. Um, yeah. Is it hard to express your faith in a sport such as football? Because we know, like, football, that's that gridiron, you know what I'm saying? It's like you got to have that mentality, you got to have that dog, you got to have that killer attack mentality. So how do you feel, like, when it, come, when it comes to football, how do you feel, so, like, how hard is it to express faith within the sport of football? Uh, you know, for me, I don't think it's, it's very hard to express faith in, while I'm playing football because of the position that I play. You know, playing quarterback, you, you know, you're a leader, right? Nobody's expecting you to go in there and run anybody over, um, you know, or, or make a big tackle on a third down like a safety would have to or constantly grinding. So I think it kind of goes with the position. And, you know, if you look at it, more of the outward Christians um, that really express their faith do happen to be quarterbacks more and more times than not. But the, the, the heart of the question really is just about the physicality of the sport. And you and I both know this. There seems to be like a, a little bit of a feeling that if you are a faithful person and you do have faith, that that makes you softer in some type of aspect. And I just don't agree with that at all. You know, some of the strongest men I, I've known in my entire life uh, have been the ones that express their faith. Uh, I think it takes courage to express your faith in an environment that maybe doesn't quite encourage it uh, as much. Um, but I just try to, you know, make sure I do everything I did in college, right? We have Bible study. We have Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I make sure I do that with the team as well and, and try to, you know, throw my arm around guys. Like, I'm not the type that's going to push my faith on you. I'm just going to live my life. And if you come to me and ask, hey, you know, what's this about God? What's this about Jesus? Can you tell me what the Bible says about this? Then I'm there for them in that way because uh, I'm not perfect either. None of us are perfect. And I don't ever want to give off that impression um, that I'm unreachable to my teammates because of my faith. So, 
it is hard, I would say, for a lot of people to feel vulnerable enough in a team environment with a bunch of grown men that you didn't grow up with that are all on a, a, the same mission. Like you want to win a football game. You want to have a long career. But it's not the same as high school or college where you really grew from being a boy to a man with these guys. So it is tough. But at the end of the day, you can only be your true and authentic self. And that's kind of where I live my life. No, definitely. Yeah, I, and I always, always wanted that when it came to football because I see a lot of guys in the league uh, from when I was a kid watching to when I became a donor pro myself who got friends in the league. I'm like, man, you see a lot of guys, they're like, yeah, you know, especially, you know, coming from Baylor where we kind of are molded within that faith as well within our sport. You see a lot of, you know, our fellow uh, friends and, and teammates going to play in the league. And I'm like, man, how can y'all keep that, that like – moralistic view of the gospel, but also right. be this dog and beast on the field. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like now I can I can see how those two bridge the gap. But when I was younger watching, I'm like, man, how can a man of God play a sport that's so brutal? You know what I'm saying? But I know it's, it's, it's ways within it from a moralistic standpoint, uh, like you also alluded to. And I tell people this all the time, just because you believe in the gospel doesn't make you soft. So yeah. I, I definitely feel that. Uh, in, in a short, in a short uh, explanation, uh, I think because this could be self-explanatory to a lot of stuff that you uh, said as well. What does faith look like to you? Ooh, you know, I, I'll, I'll even piggyback off of the, the last question that you said. You know, being faithful in high school is completely different than college, right? In high school, you grow up with your parents or whoever is raising you, they kind of introduce you to who God is. But when you leave and you go out by yourself, my bad. <laughs> oh, I was like, all right. Leave to the dog. Anyway, what I was saying was, you know, being faithful in high school is different than being faithful in college, right? In high school, whoever you grew up with, um, your parents, your, your grandparents, they introduce you to God. They kind of, steer you in the right direction. I know for me, that happened before high school when I was six. That's when I started going to church. But when you go off to college and you're by yourself, you know, that's really when you challenge yourself to be like, okay, what do I actually believe? Now I'm 17, 18, 19, 20 years old. You got all these distractions, as we would like to call them in college, all these things that you can get into that a lot of people would, would deem unholy, right? Ungodly. Um, so to have that environment, that's when really your faith gets tested and really when you find out who you are. Um, so the question about pro sports, you know this, when you went pro in track and field, immediately you realize probably after a year, yo, this is different, right? This is different. This is a business. I, 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 I'm not just running for fun anymore. I'm not just running because I'm good at it. I, this is actually my job. And the sponsors treat it like it's a job and the meets treat it like it's a job and your coaches treat you like it's a job. And that's different. And every aspect of your life, I feel like there's a season for everything. We, we hear this all the time growing up in the church that in high school, like enjoy that because you're never going to get it back. College, enjoy it for what it is. You're never going to get that back because once you join the IRS, right, and you get into the tax world, it's a completely different monster. So to me, um, faith looks like attacking every single thing that comes in your life when it's that season. You don't have to be a pro track and field athlete when you're a high schooler, 
right? Everything happens when it's supposed to happen. God prepares you. He puts you through things to prepare you for those moments. So to me, faith is like oxygen, right? I can't see it, but I know that I can breathe whenever I walk into a room. So I have faith and it's blind faith because faith without works is nothing. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely like that last statement that you said. I try to get people to realize that as well. Um, we know the gospel has shown us two two senses of things, right? It says that works without faith without works is dead, and that right. will not be judged by his works. But we got to understand the context, right? Like just because God has came and given us grace doesn't mean we should just willfully do the wrong, right? So it's I, I like that you stated that because I try to get a lot of people, especially my age and younger, to realize like, hey. Just because you come out your mouth and say you love Jesus, it's just that's just not a pass to say I can still do wrong. Like you got to still try to work on doing those things that we do uh, that God wants us to do correctly. Um, another one, kind of you know, chill, chill question that I feel like many people, especially in our field of sport in the sport realm, uh, you know, you'll get people that's Christians as well ask us this: What's your favorite Bible verse? If you have one in this moment, or you know, one from a childhood that resonated with you, but what's one that you know you can you could probably spit out to us right now that you like. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie, I can't even spit one out right now, but I know for a fact, Jeremiah 29 11, mm -hmm. you know, I'm pretty sure, tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, at Baylor, they have it in the training room on the wall. Uh, Jeremiah 29 11, you know, the gist of it is that what God has for you um, uh, is, is meant for good and everything that he puts you through is to help you be successful. Um, I'm, I'm not a big, Bible verse guy, as far as, hey, I walk around and I got Leviticus 3.29 right, right on the tip of my tongue, on the tip of my, of my mouth. I'm more of a, you know, I grew up in the church. This is what I believe. And how I live my life is going out and challenging that belief. Um, you know, one thing I'll say is, you know, I do think that we should challenge our faith. At the end of the day, learn as much as you possibly can and, and actually learn why you believe what you believe. There's some people who believe that Jonah actually got eaten by a well. There's some people who don't. Some people think it's a parable, right? I, I happen to think and believe that it's a parable. It's a story to teach us something about going where God has us to be. And when we don't go to those places, we go through hell while we're in these other places because God didn't have us to be there. Um, so my mom and dad, woo, I get a Bible verse every day. Okay, that that's that's they that's their deal. But my relationship with God uh, is more from a practical matter. I read the Bible, I study the Bible, but I don't walk around with those Bible verses to just like throw them and slap them in people's face. I want to be able to speak to them and relate to them, even if it's not coming from the Bible. No, real. That's real. Oh, uh, and I, honestly, I can respect that. Like one thing, my mom always tells me is that everybody is in different spiritually. Everybody is in different seasons of their life. Uh, as as a person that obviously I'm younger than you, so I will always look at myself as like a younger brother, little brother to you. But and when it comes to this gospel, I would try to encourage not only you but as many people. If you can learn these scriptures to be able to be quick and wit with them, it can be of some importance because you may run into somebody where they like, you know what, RG, I know how you are about your faith. Give me a scripture that'll bring me to the gospel, right? And that's one thing that a lot of brothers and sisters in Christ encourage me to learn scripture because they like, man, you never know. But if you can give them that one verse to be like, you know what? I'm going I'm to I'm get into my faith. I'm going to dive in. That That's the one thing I say that is important about being able to quote some scripture. Yeah. 
I, I, I can quote a lot of scripture, but I can't quote everything. The Bible is a, it's a, big, book. It's a big book. So, but I always tell people, with brothers and sisters of the faith, like try to learn some of them because it, it, it is somewhat of importance to be able to, you know, speak that. You know, as we all know, the tongue is powerful, right? So nothing is more powerful to be able to use that sword, which is the word of God. And that's one thing I started to learn, bro. When I yeah, be I'll, I'll speak to that too. It's funny because as you were talking about that, um, the one Bible verse that I know by heart, right? I can spit it out. It's a long one too. It's the 91st Psalms. Mm-hmm. Now, why do I know the 91st Psalms? Because every single morning that me and my, my two older sisters went to school, my mom made us say the 91st Psalms every single day mm-hmm. from first grade all the way through 12th grade. He that dwelt in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty, right? I know the 91st Psalms like the back of my hand, and I agree with you. It is important. I'm glad that my mom taught me and my sisters at a very young age because I still carry it with me now today at 33 years old. Um, So I I do appreciate that, and I agree that you do need to equip yourself with the knowledge of the Word and and whatever verse and and scriptures really, you you know, manifest themselves inside of you learn them so that you can't spit them out so that people can't sit there and, and have something to say about, yeah. oh, look at you saying God this, God that, but you can't yeah. even spit out a Bible verse. I'm with you. I 100% I agree. Yeah, and it, like, you know, before I go into this last question to kind of conclude that, um, the big thing, too, that a lot of brothers and sisters uh passed on to me when it came, come to, like, learning the scriptures, one verse that stands out and a lot of times they bring it into like a lot of the uh, fellowship we have. I can't remember the location of it, but the verse says the wicked flee when no one follows. So it's easy for the devil, for people who follow that narrative to be like, oh, don't listen to this. Don't do this. Do that. And when you as the person of faith can't give an explanation or use the word of God, people are like, you know what? This man is <laughs> the word of God and he don't even know what's, what's popping. So, you know what? I'm going to go with the person that told me not to listen to them. But if right. you can understand and quote the word of God. Right. When you're when you're contending for the faith against that person who may try to make the faith look crazy and they don't have no more ammo, the wicked flee when nobody follow because now everybody like, hold on, Trey and RG, they spitting some facts. He, they they quoting the Bible like they know what they talking about. This dude, he ain't got no more ammo. So right. that, that particular verse sits with me a lot whenever I study the Bible because I'm like, man, Trey, you never know when you're going to come face to face with somebody who's on the opposite team. It's people <laughs> here that's going to represent the ops, which is the devil, you feel me? It's gonna be those people, so you gotta be ready with your ammo, because I promise you, they ready with theirs. Oh, uh, last question, um, and I definitely think it's gonna help a lot. Well, a lot of people, like we said, reaching the younger generation as well. What advice would you give a child when it comes to being able to be in your religion, but also be in sports? Oh, yeah. I mean, to me. Religion, that's a, that's a strong word, too, right? Because we got Christianity. Um, I'm a big believer that your relationship with God is more important than the religion, if that makes sense. So I don't like to exclude people, right? I don't judge. I, Trey, I don't drink, right? I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do any type of drugs. But I don't judge people who do those things uh, whether or not God says it's a, it's a sin, right? Don't drink yourself to be overly drunk. That's yes. a sin. But I don't judge people on that. And I think that allows me to, 
to really operate in spaces that that some people who are extremely religious don't get to operate in. So if I was talking to a young kid, what I would say is never act or treat people who think differently than you or believe differently than you as if they are less than you. That's not how you get through. You get through to them by letting them see that the grace of God. Right. How can we speak about the grace of God and all these great things about God if we're not also showcasing that? And that doesn't just go to the young kid. That also goes to Christians all the way up the board. We can't have it to where we're you know, talking down on people or talking bad about people or judging people when the Bible tells us not to judge. We can't be out here you know, excluding people and saying, no, we don't want you to be a part of us when God wants everybody to be a part of his kingdom. So that's what I would encourage them to do. Just because someone looks different than you or thinks differently than you, you know, show them that grace of God. Listen to what they have to say. And then when they open their ear to you to be able to listen to the greatness of God and, and maybe come into his kingdom with you, they'll be way more receptive to that because you were receptive to what they thought. So your point about knowing God's word and being able to, to have that when the op comes around, they could be the op but you can't treat them like the op, right? God doesn't treat them like the op. How many times, Trey, do you see a guy that you know doesn't believe in God win a gold medal? Get paid buku money, right? A guy that you know was just eating Skittles, didn't stretch before the meet, and showed up and went 9-8, whatever it may be. You know he's tricking it off and messing up, but God somehow still blesses that person. I'll never truly understand that, but that's why God's grace is so special. It doesn't mean that I can go do that. It just means that if I listen to that person and I'm open to that person, when their season of coming into God's kingdom happens, they'll come to me. And to me, that's the most important thing that you could possibly do as a believer. No, definitely, man. I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, yeah, it's definitely all about change. You know, the Bible talks about that transformation with our mind and our heart and our spirit. Uh, we definitely got to continue to make disciples uh, in a lot of the previous fellowships that I've been in. That's one thing I encourage a lot of people to remember when we see Paul go to all these churches in the New Testament, man, he was rebuking, which people got to get a real understanding of what rebuke is. That's true love to be able to say, hey, brother, you have to change. Why you have to change? Let's look. Let's go through the word of God. Like Paul said, reason with the scripture. So every time I talk to a brother or sister, they be like, man, Trey, like like. Come on, let me let me. I'm gonna take you to the word because it's not me. And I'm and we're gonna sit down, we're gonna dissect this thing, and we're gonna bring change, you know, because that's how we have that transformation. Uh, but like you said and alluded to as well, I, whenever I speak the word of God to people, I come with a with a with an open mind and heart to be like, okay, look, I ain't about to just start yelling at you or screaming at you. Right. Talk to me, or if I do see what you're doing, I'm be like, hey, you know, I know you wanna, you know, I know you wanna walk in this faith. Let me let me show you through the word of God what he's saying, how he wants to move from a moralistic standpoint. But I definitely agree because you got brothers and sisters who will come with this uh, authoritative voice and mindset to be, rah, 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 you know, and I'm like, sometimes that scares people away. Right. Uh, we can't build discipleship like that. Like we have to be honorable to how we handle things. And and it, 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 manifests, it, it manifests itself. Like we know it says, um, we plant the seed, Apollo water it, and God give it the increase. So as long as we plant that seed, God will take care of it itself. Like you said, we even see in the scripture, we see Saul, who is now Paul in the New Testament. Saul was condemning people, killing people for following the word of God. And you'll be like, man, why would God bless this? And he ended up becoming one of the most 
influential people through the rest of the New Testament. Yeah. You know, so it's an interesting dynamic. Like you said, some same things we may not completely understand. Yeah. Uh, and I, in the scriptures, I can't remember the location, but I remember the Bible said that some of these secrets is just meant for him. Like it's not meant for us to know the things that he wants us to know. He'll reveal, but the sweet yeah. things is just for him because yeah. our, our human minds can't comprehend. Because right. I'm pretty sure you, just like I have, ran into people that be like, "Well, why, why God this? Why God? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what I know is what's in the Bible. And if you can't find the answer, that maybe it wasn't meant for us to know. Right. <laughs> you know, simple as that. But yeah, man, yeah. That's, that's all the questions I got, dog. I appreciate it. Like I said, you know, this is definitely gonna help a lot of people, not only in our organization, but kids who follow me, follow you, follow uh, the Heaven to the Year page. Like I said, it's all about bridging the gap, not just in sports and faith, but all around, man. We're just trying to bridge the gap and not make it the bottom of the barrel of things. Like I had right. this conversation with my mother about this. Gospel rap is at the bottom of the, at the charts. Gospel mu movies is at the bottom of the charts. The conversation of gospel gets thrown around like it's a ball being chased by a dog. Like right. that's just what it is. And we want to bridge that gap and be able to lift this thing up higher because in the word of God, it says, look, his word will, will be exalted. And we know in the end, he said, every knee will bow and every ear will hear. So, and every eye will see. So we just trying to make sure this thing come to fruition that the word of God says that it's going to be exalted. And that's, that's our job as believers to make sure we get this word across the globe, man. And this definitely going, this definitely going to help, you know, people, people like hearing this stuff from individuals like me, yourself, other and others that I pray that I be able to get on this platform to speak because they listen. Right. Some, some way, somehow, God has given us this platform, man. We got to be able to use it. Like he, he, he knows our desires. You know, he knows what yeah. you always wanted to do. He knew what you always wanted to pursue, and he blesses that, right? So, almost like his, towards his investment, we got to be able to push that back out, right? And our, and our job is to build discipleship. So, even these words that you said on here is definitely gonna help people. Um, it's gonna bring people to to fruition to what's going on with the gospel, man, and it's gonna be a blessing. Uh, and we're going to continue to keep doing this thing, man. So I appreciate it, Doc. Uh, no problem. And I appreciate you, you know, involving me. And, you know, one one other word that I would say, uh, this could be for, for the podcast or whatever, or just for you in general. Like, when I think about discipleship and I think about us bringing people to God, the reason that we all don't just follow the word of God is because he gave us that choice. Mm -hmm. Right. And the thing that I've always you know, thought about since I left college in, in 2012 was how can I make people see that this is the right choice to make, mm. right? So when you say someone comes in with an authoritative, you know, mindset and they're like, you need to do boom, 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 boom. But the person that you're telling that to is going to ask, well, why? Exactly. Why, why should I do that? And you have to be able to tell them why. For mm. me, God gives me a purpose. I know that I hear it after every one of your races, you know, when you win a race or you lose a race mm -hmm. is trust God's plan. God is good, but like, it gives me a purpose and I want more people to live a purpose driven life. So they actually know why they're doing everything that they're doing and they have an end goal. For me, my end goal is to help people. That's all it is. That when I'm on TV right now, I'm helping people because I'm telling their story the right way. I get to defend people the right way. I get to give people analysis on a sport that I love, something that I want for you, right? I want you to be able, when you're all done and gone, to be able to give the sport back what the knowledge that you have. So I always encourage believers to 
always think of it as the person that you're talking to, they're trying to make a choice with their life. Show them why they should choose God. Show them why it's better on this side. And that would be my goal for you as well. Definitely, man. No, I appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that. And we're going we're gonna to make sure we present that as believers, dog, regardless of, you know, where we at in life. That's why I, I really wanted to get, you know, you yourself, especially being in the realm of football, because a lot of people will wonder, like, how how can you bring faith into that, <laughs> into that sport? Because as a runner, bro, like, I know how tough and how uh, how technical track and field can be because I'm embedded right. into it. But to the average consumer, they see it as just right. running. But right. so they they may not look at it as being a hard thing to do to say, oh, I believe in God, this and that. But when you see a football player like, yeah, like you know, it's time, or you know, you know, you got the Ray Lewis's and all that of the world, and you like, oh yeah, man, ain't no way you could believe in God because you're a killer on the field, you know, so. <laughs> I want to be able to show people like, look, even in this realm, like you have individuals who believe in God wholeheartedly. And just because they are in this field of sport or in life doesn't right. mean they can't also bring that moral compass to it as well. Like you always held yourself accountable as a stand up guy. People seeing that regardless of being in the sport of football or out of it, this is what you represent. So right. people can see that like, OK, faith can be in football. Faith can be in sports like hockey and everything like that. It's true. Faith can be in boxing. Exactly. Yeah. We see Ryan Garcia is like he like look like I believe in Jesus like straight up. So <laughs> I like I'm I'm praying I can get connected to it even though I know some people that know you know some boxers so I'm hoping to get even that bridge gap to be able to show people like look faith is all over you know right. we connected you know uh uh like intercultural to you know everybody right, right. so it's like we can we. We got family all over from the in the sense of faith and spirituality. So I want right. to be able to bridge that gap and bring people together. So blessed to have you, dog. Blessed to be able to, you know, get this word of uh, faith uh, within this. All right. Hey, anytime, man. Always reach out. You know, I got your back. And uh, I still remember those days when we was training at Baylor, boy. You know, that, that's our, ooh, that's our always been something serious. Hey. Um, 